I'm Anthony Padilla, and I'm curious. What would you do if you were watching a movie and you suddenly felt a connection with one of the characters that was so intense that no human language was capable of putting into words? And then what if you started experiencing memories that were so vivid that you had zero doubt that you personally lived that fictional character's life in an alternate reality? I spent a day with two fiction kin who had those very realizations and are now cosmically linked in a blossoming relationship as Magneto and Professor X. Hello, Charles. Eric. Hi. By the way, this episode is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. Can you define what fiction kin is? Fiction kin is a person who identifies with or as a fictional character. Some people connect to a character like spiritually and through like past life and reincarnation sort of kin. Mm -hmm. And then there would be like psychological kin. People who connect so like much to the character psychologically that they decide to identify with the character. Mm -hmm. Fiction kin would just be anything that lies in a fictional universe. It could be a book, a comic book, a video game, a movie, even things like old, old novels. Can you list some of the characters that people you know of identify as? Sherlock Holmes, Captain America, or Iron Man, anime characters like Sailor Moon, Solid Snake from Metal Gear. Do we have any hey. stuff from Minecraft? <laughs> Probably. I have a friend who's Spider-Man. There were quite a few Lokis. Loki, they're Loki. <laughs> I don't think they're low-key about it. Honestly. Oh, they're high-key. If you can think of a big character, somebody out there probably kins them. What is your kin type? So my kin that is the most prominent for me is Charles Xavier, mm. Professor X. Is that why I just greeted you as Charles? Yes, it's actually my legal name. So oh, you changed your name? To Charles. Yes. Prominent right now in the most shifts I've been having with Steed Bonnet from Our Flag Means Death, Spock from Star Trek The Original Series, mm. Daniels Branson from Alien Covenant. My main one is Magneto from the X-Men comics and the X-Men movies. There's Leonard slash Bones McCoy from the 2000s Star Trek movies. Mm. And then there is um, John Watson from the uh, Sherlock movies that Guy Ritchie directed. What was the specific moment that you realized that you were fiction kid. That would be 2015. I learned about it in 2014. I was uncomfortable with it at first before I started actually looking into it. Mm -hmm. I thought it was weird. I thought it was a little funny. Like cringy funny or like funny funny? Like cringy funny. Yeah. <laughs> I went and I saw X-Men First Class. I'm watching this movie and I'm like, why do I feel like this? I felt so emotionally overwhelmed. Close to the end, Charles is shot. He falls to the ground and Charles is like laying there on the beach, like bleeding. I'm here like crying, like glued to the screen. Like, like what is going on? This is so upsetting. Why is this upsetting me so much? And I felt so bad because I literally had to like leave and go to the bathroom and like clean my face because I was crying. I decided to watch X-Men First Class. Magneto is in Russia and he's decided that he's going to um, <laughs> run into the building that they're supposed to be spying on there are like tons of like guards and this is like completely like not what he's supposed to do. And he just like 
like beats the shit out of all of them. I felt it. I felt that crazy. It did feel like an actual memory that you would have, but it was also very intense and in that it was like a full 4K surround sound, <laughs> like sensory, but also like hazy. Having like multiple successions of those and also like identifying so strongly, like led me to see what this fiction can thing is all about. Do you have a justification in your head for how your identity isn't just a belief, but it is a reality connected in some way to this character? Magic is science that we haven't understood yet. So it's kind of like the idea of like um, the multiverse, multiple dimensions mixed with like reincarnation. Everything that could happen like has its own, like um, it has its own universe. So the idea is that there are infinite universes Therefore, there are infinite possibilities. So you feel like there is another universe where you are Magneto, this fictional character? Everything that's fictional here could be real in another universe. I believe in reincarnation through the multiverse. They are my past lives, whether they ha are happening now or then or what, I don't know. A reincarnation in a sense of like, this soul started here and then it had these lives until it got here to this mm. universe in which it was born into me. And as I've gotten older, I've discovered past parts of myself mm. through opening up my mind to like who I could have, who I was then. The concept of past lives has existed within the realm of spirituality, within religions for thousands of years. Would yeah. you say that is similar to the way that you view your relationship with this fictional character, Magneto? Yeah, a reincarnation of a past life it just happens that past life happened in a different dimension. Reincarnation in the sense isn't bound by like what universe it was in. So mm. like the soul can like move to wherever. Are you aware of how strange this whole thing sounds? Yes. <laughs> So people watching right now that think that you don't know, you do know. Yes, I know how crazy it sounds, but when you get into the meat of it and you actually look at what people think, it's like, oh, this isn't actually that crazy. Do you ever doubt the legitimacy of these feelings? Oh, all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, everybody, everybody um, doubts their like, you know, spiritual belief because it's faith. And like also even in like a scientific sense, it's like, theoretical. Is it really like a metaphysical spiritual thing or am I just really relating to this character? Mm -hmm. Did I get these memories or am I just like super good at like maladaptive humor or something mm -hmm. like that? Thinking like I can't really mm -hmm. prove if this is like necessarily true or false helps me not stress about it because mm -hmm. what I know is true is how I feel. When people hear about fiction kin. A lot of people don't know what it is at all. And mm -hmm. then they hear, oh, it's someone who identifies with a fictional character. They imagine that fiction kin dress up as their character every mm -hmm. single day <laughs> and that they run around playing out different scenes from different movies and games that they've been in. How true is that for you? <laughs> kind of like zero because- Zero percent? <laughs> well, zero percent in that I'm not like <laughs> being like a mutant terrorist and like controlling metal. <laughs> Yeah. To every piece of metal you see? No. I really want to see you take all my rings off with your powers. I wish. No. <laughs> what do you do? I go through my day differently than someone who's not fiction kin in the sense of like, sometimes I, I'm shifting 
into the mindset of these characters and it can affect how I behave a little bit, but it doesn't take over who I am. And it's not a sense of like being disconnected from who I am. Sometimes like I feel like very strongly about like everything about X-Men. If I was like arguing or I saw like a discussion online about like Magneto and they were like so wrong, I would feel <laughs> personally affronted. Because you feel that personal connection, you feel like when they're getting something with Magneto wrong, they're getting something with you wrong. Yeah. Do you hold on to any guilt or shame for things that your kin has done in the past? Yes. My most recently discovered kin, Steve Bonnet, the end of the season is not great. It just like blew me apart. I felt so guilty for like weeks. I was in a depressive episode after I watched the show and I just felt so bad because I had done that and I remembered running away. I was like, wait, this is something I do a lot. I run away from things that are good for me because I feel afraid of being happy. And that has been a trend multiple times. So would you say that it forced you to kind of shine a magnifying glass over that part of you? Yes, it did actually. It actually helped me develop as a person, realizing I was kin with Steed. This helped me like process my trauma and come to terms with it. I've been able to work through so very much just from thinking about, this is who I was. I did these things. Now I can do better. Now I can be better. How is life different now that you've come out as fiction kin? When I realized I was kin, I was actually dating somebody who uh, found it funny, thinking it's just stupid, everybody identifies with characters, blah, blah, blah. I eventually told him, like, I think I'm kin with Charles Xavier. I am having these dreams. I am getting memories. It was hard because when I saw it, I thought it was sort of funny. But the moment I actually started to look into it, I was like, this makes sense. Like, why does, why, do, why does everyone think this is a joke? It's just a re, another reincarnation belief that's got a different spin on it. I don't have anything in common with Daniels Branson in the sense of like, we did things that are similar. Like she's on a spaceship with aliens going to colonize a planet. Uh -huh. Like what, <laughs> I can't relate to that. It was that I got memories of being her. And mostly now, when I remember things, I remember the sounds. I'm remembering the smell. I'm remembering the taste. I'm remembering the feeling on my skin or something like that. Do you spend a lot of time with other fiction kids? Me and Eric have met many of our canon mates. Two of his kids. Yeah. You've met your kids? Yeah. <laughs> he has. He's wearing a little necklace with all their names on it. Are you a proud father? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> It's nice to hang out with them because like they knew us then and they have this connection to us. So we have like history so we can just like, it feels like we're just old friends catching up. Do you perceive yourself differently after coming out as Fiction Kid? I knew that I was like very different from everyone for like a myriad of reasons. I didn't really like have like a solid sense of self. And I think like when I became Fiction Kid, that like helps me like solidify like who I am now, like what I'm doing. When I grew up, like when I was younger, I was extremely shy. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess I'm I'm pretty shy like now, but like being like a black queer kid in the South 
difficult. It would be hard to like react to like all the things that are like happening when it feels like you're like the only, you're only one person. The same like for Magneto, like clearly he's a very isolated like person, but like is not shy about doing what he does. He fights for his people. Like, and he is not concerned with like respectability of being like a respectable citizen or being like peaceful when the other side is being like the opposite. It was more like I was realizing myself, like the parts of myself that were like um, Magneto or Magneto-esque were like mm. coming to the forefront. What did it feel like realizing that you have this fictional identity. I'd heard of Fiction Kin when like years before it was like really big on Tumblr and I was on Tumblr because of course it was. Yeah. You're a Tumblr kid? Yeah. After the, no, before the, before. No, before it got banned. Yeah. So it was a great place for kids to hang out. <laughs> People were calling them cringe and I was like, that sounds cringe. I was like, I'm going to make fun of it because I You was made like, fun of it? Yeah, because I was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I really did feel like I was doing something like secret. Is this really real or whatever? So it's kind of just like experimenting. Like I felt like so much connection that that kind of that kind of overtook like the weirdness that like I the felt. hesitation. Yeah. Would you say that your relationship with fiction kin is akin to <laughs> people's relationships with religion, with spirituality, the faith that they have because they feel it so deeply? I think so. Which is so strange that people have averse reactions to hearing about something like this, but then at the same time they may be a part of or they may be accepting of people who do hold spiritual beliefs or religious faith that when you really break it down are outside the realm of reality that we can see but are still accepted and respected. I feel like part of it like might be like the whole concept of like fiction or something that is like something to laugh right. at. Most people either at some point in their life or you know, we are aware of kids who are really into a character mm -hmm. and they want to play as that character. They want to dress up like as a kid, you would definitely see me running around with a sword <laughs> acting like I'm Link mm -hmm. because playing that video game, I felt connected with certain parts of that character that was fearless, that had courage, that mm -hmm. went out there and wasn't afraid to be alone, didn't need anyone else and could take care of everything. Do you think that some people might feel that what you're experiencing is simply being attracted to an identity, a persona that you want to embody more? In some ways, yes. I do want to embody the good traits of some of these characters. I don't have to identify with the character like I do to do that. That's different than being like, oh yeah, I have a past life as this character and mm. uh, it influences who I am and I did the things that that person did. Can you define kin dating? I'm yeah. Charles Xavier, right? Yeah. I am dating my Eric Lencher. He is my canon mate. We are also source mates, which means we are from the same source. Not everyone who's source mates are canon mates. Same source being same universe timeline? No. Canon being universe timeline. What source? Source is just the media. So should we bring out your canon mate? Yeah. Yeah, come on out here. So we have Professor X and Magneto. You are from the same source material and you are from the same canon universe. Yes. Mm -hmm. How did you guys find each other? Online. <laughs> How did you know that you were definitely from the same canon? Memories that like 
we both shared that we talked about. It was very exciting. Like if you saw a bunch of cardboard cutouts and suddenly you saw like a real person, that sounds mean to all the people Aww. I know. Everyone <laughs> else in life is a cardboard cutout except the real person here at your side. <laughs> no, it's like, it's just, it's just really intense. It's like a connection that's like stronger than I've had than anybody else. And mm. it's like in our experiences so far. Do you share memories together? And you're like, I have that same memory too. Yeah, or well, like we trigger each other's memories. Yeah, I'll like, bring up a memory and then he'll like remember it later and be like, oh my God. For you, does that confirm these ideas and feelings that you're having and make yeah. you know, like it's not just in my head. This yes. is something that's deeper. It's been the most affirming part of being fiction can was finding Eric because he's a daily reminder that who I am is not like just something I've made up. We've had problems but like not nearly as bad of problems as we had then. So it kind of puts things in perspective, you know? Mm, no, it's like, uh, we can get past this fight, cause- uh, We got past the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All of X-Men is built, not all of it, but it's really built on like Professor X and Magneto's like clash, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like all this crazy like stuff happened, but it's like at the end of the day, like we could have, been happy. At the end of the day, we like loved each other and that's what ma has made like the base of our relationship so strong because we loved each other then and now we know who we are now together and it's created this like great relationship where he understands me in ways that other people don't and I understand him in ways that other people don't. The circumstances of this life are much less higher stakes. You don't have to be adversaries. You don't have to be superheroes in the superheroes. <laughs> you feel like you lived this intense superhero life mm -hmm. and now you get to be normal people and therefore does it feel like you get to just kind of be a little bit more hands off and enjoy what happens more? Completely different like life. And we mm -hmm. just like have this like past with us that like uh, contextualizes our now life. Snailman mm -hmm. wants to know if a character has been portrayed in multiple ways, do you feel connected to every Magneto that has ever existed? And like, what if there are conflicting plot lines? For a lot of people, it's like, my soul is like in this Magneto and then in this Magneto, but not in those Magnetos. Mm. It's kind of like, I'm like, have like a mix of, I don't like this, like in a fan way, but also like, that's not me. It's kind of like if you saw um, a doppelganger of yourself. Mm -hmm. So a very, very <laughs> sexy, handsome man. Yeah, sure. Okay, go on. You saw a doppelganger and then it like punched your mom. And then you would be like, whoa, you're me, but you're doing something I wouldn't do. Do people ever tell you that fiction can aren't real. And I can't go without thanking BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Therapy has helped reframe my view of the world and myself by allowing me to feel empathy for my younger self and therefore understand who I am today better. But therapy can be customized to whatever is right for you and it can be useful in helping with motivation or feelings of depression, anxiety, stress, insecurity, or whatever else you might need. BetterHelp screens all their therapists to ensure that they have experience and that they're certified and licensed and provides customized therapy that offers video, phone, 
and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone or speak over the phone if that's not something that you're entirely comfortable with. As you may have found out by now, therapy can be expensive and the price of finding a therapist that you like and that you connect with can be overwhelming, which is why BetterHelp offers a more affordable alternative to in-person therapy where you can start communicating with your therapist in less than 48 hours. So thank you to BetterHelp who are giving I Spent a Day with viewers and listeners 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Padilla. That's betterhelp.com slash Padilla. Now, back to the world of fiction kin. Do people ever tell you that fiction kin aren't real? I mean, of course. <laughs> yeah, like, it's in the name fiction equals fake. When people just like come up to me and they're like, that's not real. You think I don't know people think that? Like I'm gonna go, what? Oh my God. Oh shit, oh my God. Thank you so much for telling me. I can't believe I'm wasting so much of my time with this I can't, thing. I need to reevaluate my whole life. I'm glad that that was cleared up for you. <laughs> What's the weirdest or most annoying question that you've been asked? So they will break you down into just like being like, oh, so you are this character? Obviously not. Right. Like I'm another person. And when people tell me, oh, well, this is fake. How do you know? Are you like God? I know. Then you can't tell me it's not real. I think what they're actually saying is, I can't see this. I can't understand it. So when something isn't part of, you know, the five senses in this reality, people say it's fake. In the end, like human condition in part is about believing in things that you can't experience mm -hmm. with your senses. Mm -hmm. It's about looking into the unknown and finding something that can't be explained. Mm -hmm. And just because it's unexplainable doesn't mean it's not real. People get mad about these things and they get so upset. I don't hate people for not believing in my beliefs because I'm open to other people's spiritualities. Whatever works for you works for you. And I just think going about it in a way of acceptance is a much better life because then you don't have to be so worried about what everyone else is doing. What would you say to anyone watching who feels like they identify as fiction kin, but would <laughs> never come out, would never talk about it because of the stigma surrounding it? There is like a community out there that will welcome you. That's really not something to be ashamed of and it can be as personal or public as you want it to be. Everybody who has identified as kin likely has felt self-conscious about it. In the end, you might be able to find people who could mean a lot. Just because something is different does not mean it's wrong. What is it about being fiction kin that brings you the most joy? Spending time with people that I've found from there and like being able to like share that experience with them, it makes me really happy. It's changed my life so much. Like I literally like met like my partner through it. All the things that I've like learned or started doing because like I like am this character, my life wouldn't be the same without it. I spent a day with fiction kin. And one thing that really sits with me is how we are all on our own journey to understand ourselves and what makes us feel a sense of peace amidst the chaos. The way we all get there may be entirely different. Theirs different than mine and mine different than yours. But an openness to understanding others' perspectives may be just the thing that illuminates our own path of self-realization.
and send grotesque mm-hmm. animated gifs. Yeah. Um, you say gifs? Yeah, get, get, I say gifs because I say it correctly. <sighs> yeah, I know. The creator said it was gifs, and I had to say, you know what? I'm going to do it the way the creator wanted. Uh, Sorry yeah. to break it to you. It's painful. It's painful. <laughs>